Welcome to Dynamic Thriving Podcast. This podcast will assist you in your quest to be, do, and have anything you desire by highlighting coaches, intuitives, energy specialists, and light workers. This is your host, Mary Ann Pack, spiritual guide and oracle for the many. Welcome to Dynamic Thriving Podcast. I am your host, Mary Ann Pack, spiritual guide into all things life transformational. And I have a very special guest here with me today, Darla Ledoux, my dear friend and mentor and coach for the last four plus years. So welcome, Darla. Thank you. I am so thrilled to be here in this series. I am so glad you're here. So I'm going to, uh, you've heard me so many times on this show, talk about Darla Ledoux and Source Experience, her website, because the, she created a collective of women who went through a program, a year long program. And you've heard me mention it time and time again, because I've had a lot of those collective sisters on this show. And I am so thrilled that our leader and our coach is able to join us. So let me just jump right in and ask Darla, who are you and what good do you bring into the world? Hmm. It's such a broad question, right? Yes. Um, well, my, my name is Darla Ledoux. I'm the founder of Sourced. What, we're, what I'm most excited about who I am right now is that I'm the author of a book called Shift the Field. So that feels really exciting. And I know we'll get into that. Um, who I am is a unique expression of source energy, doing my very best to listen and follow my own intuitive guidance as an example in the world. Um, I don't do it perfectly. And the good I do in the world that, that I believe is good is really modeling the way with that and helping others to discover how their intuition is wanting to speak to them that they maybe have been ignoring. Absolutely. This show talks a lot about our intuition. So I'm so thrilled that that's, that's a really, really big part. And you have paid a big part in that for me, developing my intuition. So like you said, um, you're launching your brand new book, Shift the Field today. Yes. I am so excited to participate in that. Tell us a little bit about um, Shift the Field. Yeah. So I think, you know, the first thing that, that I'll start with is a little bit of history. So when I started my business, I was coming out of working as an engineer and then a marketer in the corporate world. And during that time, I got trained as a coach. And I started working on my own transformational journey. In other words, I began to see all of the, what I call in the book, default energies. So all of the old patterns, or, you know, we sometimes think about them as limiting beliefs that I had that were keeping me in this job that didn't really light me up. It's like, I liked my corporate job. And then all of a sudden I didn't, it, it just no longer felt like it was aligned with what I came here to do. And it seemed like a really crazy idea to leave because my default energies were saying, you have to be smart to get love and follow the rules, right? And don't waste time, don't waste money. You have this degree, you should stay in this job. And in that experience of leaving my job, I felt like to start this business, I felt like, okay, I've made it. Right. And, and I'm sure you can relate to this, Marianne, of like, okay, I'm doing what I love now. I'm free of all of that. Like I'm free of the constraints of my corporate job and all the rules I was following by getting this degree. I'm, I call myself recovering engineer. I'm free of all of that. But then what I realized is I stepped into just a whole other area of constraint right? Because I was bringing a lot of those rules with me. So even though in theory, I had freed myself from my situation or my circumstance, 
I hadn't freed myself at a soul level to be fully expressed as myself. And the more we experience pressure or stress or uncertainty, right, a, a lack of control, the more we tend to go back into those default patterns even harder. So here I am running my business that is intended to be all about freedom and expression. And, you know, I, I started as a career coach. So doing the work that you were born to do. And yet I'm running a business. I've never done it before. And all of a sudden I'm back in my default patterns. Somebody just tell me what to do. Tell me how to do it. Right. Tell me how much to do, how, you know, we're like, just tell me how to do it right. Because it was so uncertain for me that I wanted to bring that old comfort back. And so in growing my business, I did a lot of things right. And I did come from a clarity and a passion for my work and for helping clients to be in alignment. But I also was scared, you know, and so these default energy patterns started showing up of wanting to be in control, wanting to look smart, wanting to do it right, wanting to please the teacher, right? And so there was the teacher, then there was there was my mom, the teacher, the boss, and then my coach, right? I want to please my coach and I want to get the gold star. And so shift the field is really about this process that we go through. And, it, and in my experience, we never stop <laughs> this process of looking at and being present with our default tendencies, our default energies, and knowing how to transform or transmute them into a higher energy space that more fully aligns with who our soul came here to be. And so we do this as individuals. And I know we speak a lot of the same language. I know you've been on this journey yourself. We do this as individuals. We are doing this as practitioners. So how do I, as a coach who's committed to raising the consciousness on the planet, how do I help my clients to A, shift their own energy field and B, be aware of the process of it so that they're really empowered? You know, for me, it was like when I started my transformational journey, I felt like the people who were teaching transformation had some magic that they knew that I didn't know that almost felt disempowering, right? So it's like my, my goal with my book is to empower coaches, consultants, creatives, and healers to hold a transformational space and to also teach their clients how to be the owners of their, their own transformation. You already have one best-selling book, Retreat and Grow Rich. And so was this part of that shift of growing beyond Retreat and Grow Rich? Yeah, Retreat and Grow Rich is still an amazing book and it's out there on Amazon and people buy it every month and it's very exciting. Retreat and Grow Rich teaches a specific business model for transformational leaders centered around live retreats. Now, obviously we're launching the second book, you know, after a year of lockdown and no retreats. So I wrote this book in the last year. So it also speaks to the current climate, but I've been on my own journey of transformation since writing that book. And I'm happy to share a little bit about that if you want to go in that direction. Yeah, I would love to. I also read something that you wrote transformation first. Yes. I liked that really, really well. So yeah. if you want to expound on that or tell us whatever you'd like to share with us. Yeah. So I would say, first of all, just to share my own journey, my business has evolved over time. To me, this is all about learning to be guided by source. So source will give us a vision or an idea of what's possible or who we can become. And we have to take the steps toward that vision and it's like we're delivered the vision in just the right way to get us to take those steps and to get out of our own way and be willing to move toward it. And then when we get there, we get an even greater vision, right? And it continues to unfold as we are energetically aligned to take the next step. So if I had seen, you know, the business I have today at the start, 
I would have rejected it, right, as crazy woo-woo madness because I remember I was coming from being an engineer. And so we evolve. And so I've seen several evolutions in my business. So when I wrote Retreat and Grow Rich, it really evolved organically. I was a business coach. I was leading groups similar to the collective that you mentioned. And so I would have, you know, 12 to 16 people go through a program each year. It included retreats. It included coaching with me sometimes coaching with my team and really helping entrepreneurs to break through to the next level of alignment. And I'd been doing that for a long time. And my clients started to come to me and say, I really want a business like yours. Can you teach me how to have a business like yours? And that's really where Retreat and Grow Rich was born, right? And it's a nod to Napoleon Hill and the mindset work that that he pioneered. But it's really about how do you use retreats to change the world, right? Transform your clients and earn a living. And so in that process, I graduated myself in a way to working with all transformational leaders, like people who want to host retreats, they already have their own experience with transformation. And most of the time, it's someone who has experienced their own shift and they're like, I want to spend the rest of my life helping other people to experience what I have. And so in the process of teaching people to host powerful, profitable retreats, I got to work with amazing humans like you, right? And learn from these transformational leaders, what are the patterns and what are the trends in where the energy is, what people are excited about and what actually works to move their clients through this process of transformation. And so the first book is a structure for retreat leaders in how to think about your retreat and what role it plays in your business overall. Because so often people say, I want to lead a retreat. I want to go to this place and I'm going to take people there. And then what should I charge? Let me just look at what other people are charging. Okay, great. And they do it. And it's a lot of work and it's amazing and it's fun. And, you know, the people I attract are excellent at it, but often it doesn't make money at the end of the day, right? So we need to really think about the big picture and elevate the way we see transformational work in the world. Like it's not this little fun, oh, isn't that cute that you're going off on retreat? No, it's like, I'm taking myself on at a massive level and it's important and it's valuable. So in the process of working with retreat leaders for six or seven years, I started to teach this structure. This is part of what my engineering brain does, right? My soul is totally woo. Like, you know, I meditate and spirit gives me guidance and, and that is how I run my business. And that's what sourced is all about. Yet I have this engineering brain. And so I'm constantly looking at, okay, how do we turn this thing that seems amorphous, right? Transformation seems vague. And like, maybe if you're lucky, you'll get an aha that changes your life. And That's not true at all. There's actually a structure to it. And so in working with my clients over the years, I've watched and noted the structure and noted what I'm doing and really tried to figure out how do I teach what I've been doing for years that has never failed me? How do I teach that? (laughs) And so that's the contents of this new book. So it's called Shift the Field. And it's really about how to First of all, as a practitioner, how to hold space for your client as they move through transformation. How do you know where they are in this journey? So you know the right next question or the right next experience to give them, to move them through the process. And then secondly, there's a last part of the book where it's how do you then design your business model around this? How do you think about the offerings and the pricing and the way you structure your actual business to support transformation. Now, Retreat and Grow Rich is that structure, but this takes it to the next level. Like if you don't wanna host retreats, if you wanna do everything virtually, if you wanna do everything one-on-one or in groups, it really helps you think that through. I love that. This is so yummy. I'm just, I can't (laughs) wait to get a hold of this book. And I think, you know, I feel like it's worth also noting, you know, the elevation, increased vibration between retreat and grow rich and this new work is the underlying goal of transformation 
is to align with source energy. Yes. So default energy is all about the past, right? It's like either what happened in the past that we're just recreating and recreating, or how do we control the future? So whatever we learned in the past about how to be to make sure we get the result we think we want in the future, that's default energy. It can feel heavy. It can feel like Groundhog Day, right? Like, oh, I've lived this before. I remember when I was dating and it was like, oh, I've been in this relationship before, right? Like seeing those patterns, that's default. And sourced energy is created from our soul in the moment because we're releasing any of that need to control. We're releasing whatever it was that we thought we had to be in the past and in the present moment creating, well, who am I now? What energy do I want to birth now? And that's really a very spiritual choice to live that way. And that is a piece of what I've had to integrate over the last few years. Even though I've always talked about intuition and talked about the universe, I've embraced my next level of understanding of how we actually connect and how we are guided and how when we trust that, we can let go of all of these control mechanisms. I like that. Even in the beginning when you were talking about, you know, you were pulling all of that from corporate right back into your business. It's like, well, you're taking you with you, you know, you're taking exactly. the old you with you into a new situation. And there, that shift, that exactly. transformation hasn't come about yet to be the person you need to be for this expression of who you are. Yes. Exactly. So, so you have different types of magic that you talk about. Mm. I'd like you to hit on some of those. Darla has a quiz that you can take that are the six different types of magic. And when I took my quiz, mine was expression magic. So can you just hit a highlight of those? Yeah, absolutely. And there's a whole chapter dedicated to this in the book. And it was really interesting because by the time I finished the book, I realized that, wow, the whole point of learning this structure is so you can unlock your magic. Like if you can design your business with a structure that supports you, then you can be free to be your intuitive self. So I call it your sourced magic. And this really is, what it really means is it's your intuitive gifting. It's the way spirit or source wants to work through you to create on this planet. And so Marianne, I love that you got expression because that makes perfect sense. And I'm sure your followers will get it that expression magicians really are a channel for source. In, and this is, doesn't mean we have to always be this or anything like that, but in your highest, you are getting yourself out of your own way and allowing the message to come through that wants to come through in the moment. And it may not even make logical sense. Mm-hmm. So an expression magician might have trouble planning marketing in the traditional way. Like it makes sense that you're doing these conversations because they're spontaneous in the moment. Yes. And a lot of traditional business, I know I I remember taking a speaker training and they were advocating that you plan every step you take on the stage. So when I say this sentence, I'm going to take three steps to the right, for example, right? That would be like death to an expression magician. Um, it's, it's like death to me too. I'm, I'm not expression, but I totally understand that that would be really not serving of you because what you need is whatever it takes for you to be able to feel safe and trust mm-hmm. that you can express what's there. Yes. When I was reading the description that you sent afterwards, it was just like, is she watching me? You know? is she living in my head because it was just point on just just perfect so I really encourage people to find this quiz but go ahead and talk a little bit more about the other expressions yeah there's also there is an expansion magic and this has to do with having this fundamental uh, belief in the abundance of the universe 
Now, for me, I had to be taught this. I've invested a lot of money to work on my abundance mindset, but there are people who just naturally see how to make something bigger, how to amplify it, how to make it more. And it's coming from this total faith that the universe will provide. Now, by the way, you might notice we can develop all of these magics, right? But there are some that are more natural and and there are also some that we tend to suppress. I'm guessing, Marianne, your expression was something that you probably suppress because if you start saying truths that people don't want to hear when you're a kid. Very much so. Very much. You get a lot of feedback. You be quiet. You're a girl. You don't matter as much as the boys. You're a child or you're a woman or whatever. So yeah, just using my voice has just been so powerful for me because I suppressed it for most all of my life. So yes, yes. And speaking what my spirit guides tell me to be able to give answers to people when they ask questions or whatever. So yes, I, I'm right there. Yeah. And it's like, no one even, no one ever taught you how to work with that because it was threatening or scary or, you know, not normal. Similarly with the expansion, if you're always seeing what's possible and you happen to be raised in a family that's more in scarcity, you're going to learn to suppress that. The next type is vibration magic. And this has to do with energy, right? So in my book, I teach how to help people shift their energy. A vibration magician sees or feels the vibration of a person, of a thing, of an opportunity, of an event, of whatever it is. That's the way they're intuitively knowing whether it's right for them. And, you know, I think about, say you're having a a conversation with a potential client and in theory, they want to pay you and it's great, but your spidey senses say, "Mm, something's off. We're kind of trained to ignore that. But for a vibration magician, that's their best gift. It's like, "Mm, the, the vibration just feels off. Something's off in the energy of this. And a lot of times, you know, I'll speak to, you know, the coaching world. I know I've experienced this a lot, maybe being invited to an event, you know, and there's like, oh, everybody I know is going to this event and they want to go and they love it. And they're so excited. And for me, the vibration just doesn't feel right, but we can talk ourselves into, oh, everybody's going, I need to be there or vice versa, right? It might be, you're really drawn to something and it seems like no one else is interested or doing it. And it's like, why would I spend my time that way? But the vibration feels right. Sometimes do you think that we make ourselves wrong then? Is that old, old stuff talking in your ear? Yeah, totally. And I think it's especially true for women, but a lot of the women that I attract have that like responsibility, take care of everybody, never want to hurt anybody's feelings or make anyone feel bad. And so if my intuition is saying, "Mm, that's not vibrationally aligned for me, but I'm feeling like I'm going to hurt my friend or my family member or something by acting on that, that's been challenging for so many. And what's amazing though, is when we really learn to hone it, the whole point of being sourced is everything's so much more easeful. Like if you can really trust what your intuition is saying about vibration that's for you and and what's not, everything's much more easeful. And the other thing about the vibration magician is they are masterful at transformation because they can see and hear and feel the energy, but they really have to trust it. And in, in coaching school, you know, we weren't really taught a lot of that more edgy, I would call it conversation of like, oh, I hear you saying this, but your vibration is telling me something different. Oh, yes. And I went to my coaching school was all about energy It was amazing. I know a powerful phrase I've used is I don't believe you. You're saying that, but I don't believe you, you know, (laughs) like, cause you're, you're not lining up and that's, you know, what we need to be doing is using our magic and speaking truth about it, but it's, it's edgy. One that I find a lot of coaches have, and this is the one that I, I feel like got me into coaching in the first place is recognition magic. 
And recognition magic has to do with seeing and hearing patterns. Oh, wow. And so a recognition magician will put the pieces together in a way that they can kind of predict how something's going to go in the future. So they might be the trend spotters or the people who kind of have the pulse on the direction in society. They also might hear, like if you use a certain word over and over again. Mm -hmm. So, you know, we'll just use a simple example. If a client is constantly saying, but, you know, in this world, we know, but negates everything you said before it, it tends to, you know, hold a little bit lower vibration. You might start to see the pattern that, oh, this client, you know, that has a butt for everything, right? That's just a simple example. But a recognition magician is recognizing these patterns and they may be aware of it or it may show up as I, I just know. Mm-hmm. Like, I just know that uh, I find a lot of this in our space when you're helping someone with their story. And you might be able to see, you know, to tell your story on stage or something, you might be able to see the thread between this and this and this and this, like, oh, that's the story, right? So, you know, recognition magicians would be good at copy, um, would be good at speech writing, that kind of thing, creating content. So I'm curious if you recognize yourself in that one at all. I do. Because uh, you were talking about just even the pattern of using, but I'm very language oriented. So yeah. even when I'm reading, I'm the one who finds all the typos. Mm. Uh, yeah. Not always in my own because I review it so many times, but, you know, even if I pick up a new book or I pick up something, you know, I'll see that. But I also, I hear when people, like you said, use things over and over again. Yeah. Or I'll see a similar pattern, even if they don't, it, maybe it's a synonym to something they just said. I wrote a blog post one time about shrink your butt (laughs) because it's, you know, stop putting butt in there, but you want something and, or instead of, but I, but I can't have that or so anyway. Yeah. I, that makes sense to me. I, that you would have that. Yeah. And yeah, that's a great, you know, catching typos or seeing, you know, and you might not even know you're doing it. You just and the thing is, even the other ones that you've talked about so far, it's like you said we can develop them all. I see little tidbits of me and the ones you've already talked about. So I can definitely see how valuable this is. Yeah. And you know, I, I'm the next one I'm going to share about is one that I've been developing in the last couple of years. And my goal is not to be the all-knowing expert, but rather to open the conversation and create the space to actually see and own and claim some of these things that we've been conditioned to deny yes. or to take for granted. Because, yes. you know, recognition magic for me, when I was in corporate, it was like, I could see the trends and I, like, I just knew. And the biggest you know, if the people take the quiz and they get the report, you'll see the biggest pitfalls too. And the biggest, one of the biggest pitfalls of recognition magic is your timing can be off. So like I could see where something was going and I had, I remember a particular project that I pitched to management and they opted not to do it. And three years later, I got a text from a coworker who said, Hey, they're finally doing your project now. And, you know, it's like the timing is off. And for me, I mean, I was young too, but I was like, that's personally offensive (laughs) that you won't listen to me. Right. I know I'm right. And anyway, that's that we could talk about all that default, but really even today I have to pause and go, okay, is this right timing? And this is where source comes in. Mm -hmm. Is this right timing? Like I see this is where where it's going and we can have the 10, I can have the tendency to say, hurry up, hurry up and get it done. Right. Like be ahead of this trend, hurry up. And, but then the timing's off, right. Cause that's ego. That's ego trying to control as opposed to trusting the process. And we're, we're so in such a hurry that we want to rush it so fast. We're not holding back to let it actually unfold where it just unfolds with ease rather than pushing and shoving and, and forcing it into place. And it's really good to know 
your magic to, to be in best service of your clients. So if I'm a recognition magician and I see where something's going, I might think my client should hurry up, right? Like, oh, this is who you're going to be like, get there already. Right. As opposed to allowing the unfolding. But if you know that that's part of your tendency, then you want to bring that to your client work, have them check in on the right timing, or maybe they need some other support structure to help them with timing and you're painting the vision. You know, there's a lot of ways I've, I've started really relying on my team to say, is this right timing? Because I know my tendency is to do everything right now. Um, So there's two more sensation magic. Sensation magic is feeling what other people are feeling physically in your body. So this can be emotional, right? Like an empath. This is the most closely, a lot of these are empaths, right? But most closely associated. It can also be feeling physical symptoms. So the way that I experienced this, and this is the one that I've personally been working on for the last couple of years, is I might feel a tightness in my body that's not mine, it's yours. If I'm holding that container, right? Or a pain or a like, or just my attention is drawn to a certain place. And so I've been studying what do these different parts of the body symbolize emotionally? If I know, oh, this is, I mean, we know like throat, you know, not speaking truth, like some of those, but what about the, you know, the spleen? Right. Like, so that these are the things that I've been studying, but you don't even need to really know or study because your client knows. So with sensation magic, it's actually really understanding that you have that power and that ability and to then bring that to your sessions. I'm feeling a tightness in my throat. What might that be about for you? How do you do that within like a group? Because like, you know, Mm. our program, when I was with you the last couple of times, you know, it's a good size group. Yeah. I love that you asked that because that's kind of how I discovered this in the first place. Mm. It was, it was quite a while ago. And then I, you know, it was like, oh, that's just a weird quirk. And I didn't really spend, invest the time to study it until I started getting the message from source over and over. But it was, I was on retreat. And all of a sudden I had a stomach ache and I was thinking through what I had eaten and am I stressed? What did I eat something that doesn't agree with me? And I realized it wasn't mine. And I asked in the group whose stomach hurts right now. And the person who raised their hand, they had been on the edge of their seat thinking, I really want to say something. I'm not sure if I should, I need some support. They were like processing something that they wanted support with and they were the perfect person to call on. And that was my first real knowing that that was a real thing. I'd had the experience, you know, before in coaching someone where my throat would get tight and I knew it was there, you know, where we're actually talking, but it was like, that was so out of the blue and it was in a big group and I didn't really know what it meant or what to do with it. And I just felt to ask. And that, that was where I started to take responsibility for that. And I started to learn how to put myself in an energy bubble so that I wouldn't be taking on the physical experiences of everybody in the room. You know, these past few years, I've been learning a lot about clearing my energy field and keeping myself a clear container physically physically, right? I've been doing that for years, mindset wise and environment wise, you know, keeping people in my life that support my highest good and all of that. But physically actually moving the energy was something that I hadn't really given much thought to. Yeah, that would definitely could interfere. But just to being able to speak up, that's a practice and trust right there you know, that your trusting source is giving you a message because then that allowed that person in the group to have her transformation. Yes. You know, where if you had just held back and said, oh, it's got to be something me, you know, it's got to be something that I ate or what, like you said, kind of going through your list. And then it was actually for someone else. 
Yeah. And that person's work impacted the whole room. Right. So it was like source was saying, Hey, this needs to, this is the conversation that needs to be had in the room. And when we shut that down or we don't trust it, we're missing out on a lot of opportunity. Mm-hmm. And, and this is honestly, this is why, you know, in sharing the journey, why the Retreat and Grow Rich work has been so critical for me because teaching retreat leaders what I've learned on retreat is part of how I learned how much I've actually been divinely supported. You know, it's like I knew it, you know, there's always the right people in the room and all of these coincidences, but really like it's never not working for us. So there's one last type I'll just share quickly, um, which is called compassion magic. And compassion magic has to do with healing with your heart and with love and acceptance. And sometimes it's this loving presence is all that's needed. You know, we can think that like, oh, I have to ask the right question or I have to actively shift their energy or like with a sensation magic, you know, I've learned that I can move energy physically in people's field and that's great. And sometimes what's needed is a person to be willing to be fully present with the shame, Mm -hmm. with the fear, with the guilt, with the judgment without running away and without taking it on. So here's the real key to a compassion magician. First of all, we don't value this, right? Because it tends to be more in the feminine. And, you know, it hasn't, you know, if you come into work in your corporate job and you say, well, my role is to be love in this group, you know, you're going to be laughed out of the room, right? But really you should have someone whose role is to be love in the group. Like, wow, amazing. But compassion magicians need to be fierce boundary setters. Now we all do, right? Boundaries are huge, but specifically for compassion magicians, it's this gift of being able to be with the pain or the joy, right? Or the celebration, it can go either way. Be with it without trying to fix it, without trying to do anything with it, without like trying to contribute or put your spin on it. It's like this powerful, loving, compassionate presence. And a lot of times we feel like if you're compassionate, your your biggest pitfall is that you can tend to be a fixer. Let me step in and figure this out. Let me fix this for you. And so much of our job as transformational leaders is just holding that potent space and being willing to be with someone while they get present to it. Because all of this default stuff that we bring from the past, it's primarily still with us because we haven't been willing to see it. We just keep stuffing it because we're ashamed of whatever happened in the past. So compassion magicians are healers in that way. I love that. Oh, these are so good. I hadn't gotten to read all the rest of them. So hearing them today is This is wonderful. Would you like to tell us anything more about your book or anything that's maybe coming up for you? Yeah, so as I was saying, so the subtitle of the book is How to Deliver the Transformation Your Clients Crave While Unlocking the Magic You Were Born to Share. And so it really is twofold, right? It's like this structure for transformation so you know how to support your client. And the biggest aha that I had in writing the book is like, whoa, the whole point of learning this structure, which is more masculine, is that you as a leader practitioner can be in your flow or in your feminine, in your magic. And so within the the book, there's three stages to the anatomy of a transformation, which is the heart of the book. And they are commitment, the sourced experience, and integration. And within this center part, the sourced experience, the middle of it, I won't go into, I won't teach the whole thing, but the middle of it is receiving truth. So the whole pivot between being in your default energy and your sourced energy, the very center of this process is receiving truth. So I want to connect this to the magics 
your magic is what helps you help your client receive truth. So Marianne, for you, it's like it just comes through, like this is the message for you. And for a vibration magician, they're looking at the truth about the energy you've been in and how it's been impacting you and what could you create instead. An expansion magician is looking at helping you see the truth of how you've been limiting yourself based on a belief in scarcity. And what if that weren't there? So each of the magicians, a compassion magician is going to help you see the truth about how you haven't been loving yourself, how you've been judging this part of you. And what would it look like to actually love that part of you? And so these two things work together. And what I want people to know, because you're all developing your own work, if you're watching this, is I didn't know that when I started. So if I had thought in my default energy, I have to look smart and I have to control everything and I have to know how it's going to go, I may not have discovered that in the process of writing the book. But by the time I got to the end, I, I totally transformed the way that I was viewing the thing I'd been teaching for six years. So we have to constantly be willing to, you know, release our attachment to the control that we thought we had in honor of what really thought we had now. Yeah. It's, it's an illusion anyway. Right. I think we learned, everybody learned that this year. Oh man. Yes. <laughs> And I love to, what, because back in Retreat and Grow Rich, what, what was the quiz or the assessment that- Peter archetype. Oh, the archetype. Okay. And I am a sage in that. Yep. So to have sage and expression, I think they just definitely go hand in hand. But like I said, I see little bits of me all along these six different magicians. So- definitely some things I want to work on as far as bringing forward. And again, like this expression um, for me, I'm kind of shifting into, it was, it's sort of like been a surrender to the last area. I wouldn't allow people to see. Mm, Yes. Yes. From coming from, I'm calling her a religious refugee. Mm. to spiritual supernova. So, you know, in that transition, that, that path from, you know, coming to a point where I had to leave the church for my highest good because it was no longer serving. It was damaging rather than helping. And, and knowing that there are people, you know, women out there who are in that place or somewhere along that path to becoming the spiritual supernova they know there should be. So, you know, just forming this has been, it's been a process for sure. Yeah. <laughs> Definitely yeah. working on sourcing it because I don't want it to come out as I'm bashing anything. If you're right. happy at church, good for you. It just right. didn't work out for me and for many people I'm beginning to talk to. So I know that this is actually, it's, it just feels like this is the final surrender for me yeah. to commit to sharing this vulnerable side of me that I never shared before. I so get that coming from that religious background and you, something you said earlier, you know, I'm just the girl, I'm not important, I should be quiet, right? And the religious leaders historically have been men. Oh, and so, and, you know, we've been programmed that we need to go through a male, you know, leader in order to get to God, right? And I, I wasn't raised Catholic, but in particular in the Catholic faith. And so for you to be a female who can channel source mm-hmm. would fly in the face of all of that and it would feel very threatening well and the thing is when I finally made the decision to leave the church in my mid-40s I'm now 62 you know that many years ago I lost all of my friends because all of my friends were church homeschool families I lost a little bit of my family and it's like to let this go yeah and 
and finally be able to speak it and speak my truth about it and say, I cannot lose myself to save somebody else's feelings. Yes. So that's so beautiful. And this is for everybody who's watching and participating in your work, you're helping them find a safe space to know that they won't be alone, you know, because it does feel that way. Can oh, I, absolutely. I have to choose me over tribe. Yeah. And you, are, you have no community, you have no connection and, and it's, it, it can be very lonely. So yeah, to be able to, uh, I'll be starting a, a spiritual support place for, for a safe place, a safe haven. Yeah. So, so important. Just, just wrapping this all in what you've been teaching us today has just been so eye-opening, kind of light bulb. In the for yeah. For me too. You know, I, like I said earlier, I, I've developed these, this is how my brain works. Right. And it, and I'm going to be totally honest. This is part of my recognition magic, right. Where I see the patterns and can create these archetypes or to help people wrap their mind around something. It's been hard for me to own that. You know, to just say like, it, I, I was an engineer for a reason. There's some reason that this is my journey and this is, this is what I, what I can provide. And, and what you're really gifting me with, and this is the, the second time this has come up today is how important the space is to be able to practice and own these gifts, mm-hmm. you know, and and I was raised up in, as a coach, you, you know, or as a, I shouldn't even say coach, but as an online teacher and guru, right? It's like, you're teaching the formula and you have the answers. And, and my commitment is creating the space for people to actually practice their magic and to practice with what their, their gifts are, because it hasn't been safe. And to be able to do it, not just because I say, yes, Marianne, that's a good gift, right? This is, this is so much of what I learned in the, in the retreat work. Yes, I can validate and I can affirm as a coach, right? Validation is a huge skill as a coach. And when we're in a group, when we risk to speak truth in a group and the group still loves us, that validation, you can't replace that. Yes, 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 yes. And so when you speak about, you know, leaving the church community and the fear of rejection and being alone and all of that. It's like, there is a place, there are places to go toward that will feel even more at home for people. So if anybody's watching and is feeling that it's like that there are places to go, you are not alone. Yes, absolutely. And it's so important. It's so important that we do this work. Yes. Yes. So how can people work with you, Darla, or how can they contact you in case they're interested in what you have? So our website is sourcedexperience.com. And right at the top, you'll see where you can take the quiz. Um, We have a really cool um, entry level program when you take the quiz. So you can get in a Facebook group with me and there's video training and it's very cool. Um, I work in two ways. I have a program called Your Sourced Expression, which is really for someone who's transitioning, right? You're like, you've outgrown the way you've been doing your business and your life and you're in this transition and you wanna identify what that is. The other way that we work is through our certification program. And so with launching this new book, we'll be launching our certification program called the Certified Sourced Leader. And um, there's no page for that or anything like that. There is a wait list on our website. So the next cohort will happen in June. Very nice. Those are our two support structures, helping people master being a transformational leader and then integrating what does that mean in my business? What does it, how does my business model need to look for me to show up in my magic? Yes, folks, please, you know, contact Darla Go to her website, sourcedexperience.com and take that quiz. It will be an eye-opener for you. And um, she creates beautiful support systems, uh, containers of support, because like I said, I have coached with her twice over the last four plus years and always follow her, always keep in contact with her. So 
Um, and then today my book is available. Yes, yes, and- yes. I was kidding to that. <laughs> gun on me. There's a, yeah, Marianne has a special gift for you guys. So yes, yes, yes. We will be in the show notes. We will give the uh, link for Darla's new book, Shift the Field. And if you will be so kind, you can support our work on the podcast by ordering it from that link because it is in our our affiliate link with Darla. So I greatly appreciate that. Um, And there's there's special gifts that you can get by going through Marianne's link. So there's um, three pieces of free training that go with that. Awesome. That was something I didn't even know we got. So that's even specialer. (laughs) yes so do support our work by ordering her book through our link and it's today is the launch the big day and do you have any closing words of wisdom you'd like to leave with us yes it's around being willing to trust your magic out loud and in public you know you spoke to it Marianne, in your own journey. And for me, pausing, breathing, closing my eyes, feeling into, you know, that's something I never did because as an engineer, you have an answer like this, right? And so being able to be visible, doing your thing the way you do it, it matters. It matters because someone else will see you and go, oh, I could, I could trust that too. I so appreciate you being on the podcast, Darla. Thank you so much for having me, especially on launch day. This is amazing. Yes, I was so excited that it fell perfectly, very auspiciously. Thank you, everyone, for joining us. Thank you for listening. And be sure to visit our website, maryannpack.com, for all of our services and offers. And also, be sure to subscribe to this podcast because that really helps our work go much, much further, make a greater impact and bringing more joy. So I appreciate it. Thank you, Darla. I appreciate you. Thank you. Remember, you are joy looking for a way to express. Thank you for joining us for this episode of the Dynamic Thriving Podcast. Please like, comment, and be sure to subscribe. Also, visit our website, maryannapack.com, for all of our services. Remember, you are joy, looking for a way to express.